Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Inspirational Outlook. My name is Nate, and I'm the host of this podcast. And I want to welcome you here today. And even, even before we get to the point, I really hope you're having a great day. If not, I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not having a good day, I hope you're able to take something out of today's episode and start turning it into a good day. Remember, it's all about mindset. It really is. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's something terrible happened. Your your mom passed away. Your dog died. Just hit, got hit by a car. That's a bad day, okay? I'm not saying everything's okay and fine and dandy because life happens. Life, life happens. And I want you to understand that there's empathy when I say I really hope you're having a good day. And if you're not, I hope you're able to turn it into a good day. But yeah, so Inspirational Outlook, what is this all about? This podcast, this platform, have you is to be able for you, my fellow listener, my fellow friend, to take a golden nugget out of what has been said, something that means something to you, something that you want to take action on in your life and apply it. Action is what it's all about. It, it, it really is. We can talk about stuff all day long. We can talk about wanting healthier relationships. We can talk about wanting better grades in school, a bigger paycheck. But if there's no action behind what we're saying or, or, or what we're even writing down for our goals, then it's going to produce nothing. It, it, it really is, isn't. You reap what you sow. Hmm, right in the episode I recorded a little bit ago. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about relationships. And I just got out of a, um, a session or a meeting, if you would say, with like-minded individuals on relationship building and, and what it looks like in this world and in this, in this day and age and just the, the, social, the social connection that we have with people, you know, the, the intimate relationships, the relational relationships, and then the collective relationships that we have with people. And I want to dive deeper into that because as an adult, we always don't know how to build a relationship. We don't. We, we have no idea. In, in elementary school, middle school, sometimes even high school, it came naturally. It came organically. Now that we're adults and we possibly have a spouse, a significant other, and even further into that, we now have children involved, there is so much of our um, our energies and our focus being put into those priorities, again, yes, they are priorities, that we sometimes forget. And not even forget that we just kind of push off to the side of building other relationships or wanting other relationships or involving ourselves or, yeah, just investing in other relationships because we don't know how. We don't know how. And it's interesting because as adults, we, we don't. I was talking to a group of college kids and they're like, um, what are you talking about? Relationship building is easy. It's easy to make friends. It comes naturally. Like what, Nate, you have no idea what you're talking about. And they don't have those other priorities in their life, <clears throat> holding them, not necessarily back. I, 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 I don't want to say that. It's just holding them into a, a, having a different title, having different, pri yeah, it's just priorities, 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 priorities. My wife is a priority. My kids are a priority. I, for goodness sakes, my dog is a priority. And it's, for some of you, your cats are a priority. So with that being said, I want to talk about habits or you could, call them, you could call them golden nuggets on 
building a better relationship. Again, this could be into the relationship that you're currently in with your spouse. That, here's, here's another thing. This is kind of on the same subject. I strongly believe that there are metrics involving relationship building. Now, now hear me out on this. I, I don't want to system, uh, systematize relationships. That, that's not what I'm going for here because we should not systemize every relationship that we have. We're not robots. We should not look at the relationships as, as, a, um, as a system. Although, yeah, counterintuitively, counterintuitively it is. Because when I think about how I build my relationship with my wife, I go to metrics. What did I do today? What did I say today that helped build that relationship or that uh, compounded on the relationship than it did yesterday? What am I doing? What are the actions that I am doing today to build that relationship? So I look at my metrics. I look at, okay, did, did I tell my wife that I love her today? Did I give her a big old hug and a big old kiss? Did I cuddle with her? Did I snuggle with her? Did I get her something for her? Did I let her know that I was thinking about her today? Did I make her feel wanted? Did I make her feel valued? Did I make her feel heard? Did I make her feel understood? All right, those are metrics. Those are metrics that we use subconsciously, but collectively to allow ourselves to be like, yep, I build that relationship today. I have built that relationship. And even with my kids, what did I do today to help build the relationship that I have with my kids? Was I listening intently? Was I listening to understand? Was my phone in my hand? All right. Was I distracted? Was I not paying attention? Did I give them my full and undivided attention when they were talking about some rigmarole thing that happened when they were on the playground at school today? Was I giving them my undivided attention? And we ask ourselves these different questions to answer, yep, I built the relationship with my wife today. I built the relationship with my kids today because of XYZ. That is a metric. However, I don't want us to systematize the relationships that we have and write them down and be like, all right, I need to A, tell my wife I love her. B, give her a hug. C, give her a kiss on the cheek. And I'm good. I'm done for the day with building the relationship with my wife. All right. That's not where I'm going here. That is, gosh, that, that's so far where I'm not going with this at all. So this is about building those and being intentional, being proactive, wanting to want to build a relationship with someone else. Because again, when we get to adulthood, when we have corporate jobs, when we have family life and all of the air and running and all of the different schedules with the kids, we lose that ability to build relationships, to build healthy relationships, to build better relationships. And so that's what I want to talk about. I've got seven different things that I've come up with that have helped me, that I've learned throughout my upbringing, that I've, that I've observed. And so I just would love for you to let me know what you think of these. Write it in the comments. Send an email to info at natelook.com and be like, hey, I thought this was a perfect example of building relationships because XYZ, P, whatever you want to do. And so I'm just going to dive right into here because I believe we all need this. I need this sometimes too. So like I said before, 
when I'm talking on these various episodes, I am talking about something that is relative to my life that I am working through, working on, or have accomplished. So with that being said, the first one that I've come up with is become a great listener. Now, these are not in a level of importance or priorities. You prioritize them in your own way, shape, or form. But the first one I have here is become a great listener. A lot of times when we are listening to someone, we always, we, we want to listen to respond. We don't want to listen to understand. We don't want to listen to empathize. We don't want to listen to have compassion. We want to respond. As they're talking, you're like, ooh, I have the perfect response for this person and they're going to love it. I just got to wait till they shut up so I can say it. That is not a good listener. That, that is a horrible listener. It's In that moment, it is all about you. It is not about them. So when you become a great listener, you want to be able to solely focus your attention towards them. I know, as simple as that sounds. And for a lot of us, it's putting the phone down or turning it on silent, turning it upside down, putting it in your purse pocket or uh, um, car. Leave it in the car, for goodness sakes. Heaven forbid you'd walk into a restaurant without your phone. Everyone has a, a, a basic desire to be heard and understood. And unfortunately, few of us are taught how to be a great listener. Most people, again, are, they're way too busy to think about what they want to say, what they want to respond to, and not truly listening to what the other person is saying. Because a lot of times when someone is talking to you, all they want to do is feel heard and understood. Friend, I got a question for you. I, 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 I keep bringing this up to people. And I asked them, why do you think there's so many therapists in this world today? And the simple answer is, nobody listens. Nobody listens to understand. Nobody listens to make the other person feel heard, understood, or even valued. That's what, th- There's so many therapists in this world because nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to truly listen. So when you notice yourself doing this, when you notice yourself being distracted or wanting to respond and not understand and and truly listen, take a deep breath and correct your pattern by listening. Take a deep breath, like physically take a breath, huge big breath. Because a lot of times when we take deep breaths, it recenters our focus, it recenters our attention. We're like, oh yeah, here I am, I'm listening. I'm listening because we naturally bond with people who really listen, who really hear us, who understand. And we want to spend time with that person. When you are are talking to someone and you know they're not listening to understand, they just want to respond, you're going to stop talking. You are not not want to, you you do not want to spend time with them. Excuse me, you, you just don't. You're like, oh yeah, they did not make me feel heard. They did not make me feel valued. Therefore, I don't want to spend time with them. I, I, I'm just not going to go as often and not stay as long. Whatever relationship that looks like. And the relationships that we do cling to are the ones where, man, they made me feel so valued because they listened the whole way through. They ask follow-up questions. They truly understood where I was coming from. I feel loved. My friend, that is, that is a great listener. That is a really good listener. So we, I, naturally connect with people. We naturally bond with people who make us feel heard, valued, and understood. And that's, again, 
instrumental in wanting to build a better relationship. All right, <clears throat> number two. This is a tough one. This and the reason why this is a tough one because not a lot of people have this kind of arsenal. Not a lot of people have a backpack full of these ready to go. And this is ask the right questions. Asking the right questions. I feel and believe the best way to let people know that we really heard them is to make sure that we, of course, you know, understand what they're saying, but we want to dig deeper and we ask questions. We, of course, will repeat back to them what they said in our own words to make sure that we understand it and it makes sense to us. But then we ask follow-up questions. We, we, we just blatantly ask questions. We ask questions. And so what I did is I just Googled. Uh, literally, I'm, I'm going to pull this up right here, right meow. I Googled 77, or I just, you know, Googled questions. Hold on. Backing it up here. I Googled questions to ask when building relationships. And I'm I'm on their website right now. So I clicked on this one. 77 questions for a new relationship to build a deeper connection. Now, I feel that questions can be applied to new relationships, to relationships that you've had for a couple of years. And so some of them here, th these are great. Th these are fantastic. Here's a question. How have you changed over the last five years? You could turn that question in. How have you changed in the past couple months? What have you learned in the past couple months? Um, what is something that you have always wanted to let go of? How can I help at helping you let go of that? Um, here's a fun one. And of course, some of these definitely align with couple-like questions. Um, what would a perfect date look what would a perfect date look like with me? Or describe your ideal day. How can I make that happen? What are three things you love about yourself? Um, scrolling down here, what hey babe, or hey honey, what is the number one goal for you this year? My gosh, heaven forbid they'd have a goal. Um, what when you get older, what are you most excited about? And, and of course, there's a lot of questions that should just not be asked um, because they're, they're so one-sided. They're so uh, platonic. They're so bleh, gray. Not saying gray is a bad color, but there's questions like, how are you doing today? Good. Fine. I'm okay. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I mean, sure, it's, it's, it's a start. Um, I like you. I love using this, this question. On a scale of 1 to 45, how are you doing today? 45 being excellent, amazing, fantastic, sunshine, flowers. 1, um, I want to start the day over, or, or even 0, I want to start the day over. This is horrible. And then they'll give me an answer. And I'm like, awesome. What will make you a 45? If all the stars aligned, what would make you a 45 right now? Or whatever number you want to use. 21. Any number. So they would give you a number and then you ask that follow-up question because you want to understand where they are. You want to understand where they're coming from. You want to understand th their, their current moment. You know, And you, of course, you also want to understand and learn because that's why we ask questions is to learn, to collect information, to collect data, if you would call it that. Hey, to collect a metric, there it is. To be able to be like, okay, how, how can I best serve you in this moment then with what you just told me? Those are fantastic questions. Um, going back to this 77 questions for a healthy relationship. 
let's see. What do you believe happens? No, I don't like that one. Describe. <laughs> describe. Describe your fondest memory of all time. Or you could even change that question up. Describe a fondest memory of us. What is what is your favorite memory of us? Uh, tell me something where you are not excelling at. Tell me something where you want my help in. And for, like my my one of my favorite questions of all time is how can I best serve you? How can I best serve you? You are giving them all of the power to let you know exactly where they need help instead of how can I help? When 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 you say how can I help? They are going to tell you blatantly, I don't know. That that question just veers of how can I, how can I, the person who just asked the question, make myself um, um, more important or better than you? Now, there, there's psychology to this question. And the reason why, and I, I don't know the psychology to it. I should probably look this stuff up. Um, when you ask someone, how, how can I best serve you? You are giving them that power. Um, where, where's an area that I can best serve? You know, again, you want to, you want to veer that question to give them that power. All right, I'm going to stop there. So it's, it's asking the right question because when others sense that we are making a sincere attempt to understand them, they will, they they, they will authentically and sometimes vulnerable vulnerability will they will they will be vulnerable and they will tend to open up and share more with you thus building the relationship because you get to learn a little bit more about them you get to understand where they're coming from and then in turn they get to feel valued heard and understood this deepens the relationship and places us in this category of people they want to seek out and talk to they want to want to be with you they want to be able to invest more time with you instead of spending we all invest time with other people and we also spend time with people. When we invest time with people, we, our cup gets full. We feel invigorated. We feel like we had the best conversation ever with them because we feel valued, valued, heard, and understood. When we spend time with people, we sometimes walk away from that conversation or that moment exhausted, fatigued. Um, burdened. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. We feel burdened when we walk away from a conversation with them. We are spending time with them. Our cup is drained. Our cup is empty. Now, there are moments and times in our lives where each of those, when you're spending or investing, are needed. When someone is coming to me uh, and they have an issue or a problem, I might be spending my time with them and looking at it as an investment as well because they have a need. They need to vent. They need to just sometimes get their anger out in, in just venting or sometimes complaining. Of course, I'll stop them if they start complaining, but they need that outlet. And if they feel safe enough to open up to me and become vulnerable and, of course, authentic all the way through, I'm going to sit there and listen. Yes, it may burden me. I may feel exhausted or fatigued just from the conversation, but that person needs that in that moment because that's going to turn around and open up other opportunities for me to be able to do the same, to be able to vent or, <coughs> excuse me, to vent or open up about something that's happening in my life. And then they, 
it's a relationship. It, it, it goes back and forth. This is, this is not a one-way street. It takes two to tangle, friend. So when we are going through life and we have those types of relationships, yes, we might have to spend a little bit of our, 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 our time with them, but we are making a deposit. We are making an investment towards them. Now, if you feel like you're spending a lot of time with XYZ person and you just feel fatigued, exhausted, burdened, Again, don't go as often and don't stay as long. You have to take care of yourself too. So yeah, when people feel safe, they will tend to want to seek out and talk to you. So through asking questions, man, this is great. I, I, uh, if you haven't gotten something from this, friend, please wait. I've, I've got more to dive into to be able for you to deepen your relationships. Now, if you're a relationship guru... Awesome. Let's talk. I would, I would love to be able to pick your brain on what you believe are uh, reasons or habits or strategies to build better relationships because I, of course, want to build better, better relationships in my life. So let's keep on moving along. <laughs> so, uh, number three here, I've come up with pay attention to the whole person. This kind of ties along with uh, number one here, becoming a better uh, become a great listener or become a better listener, uh, paying attention to the whole person. And the reason why I have this on here is because we, we tend to remember and appreciate the people who ask us if everything is okay, even if we have told them that every, anything is wrong. They, they, this tells us that they are paying attention to us and we want, and, and we all want that. And what I mean by this is, if someone truly is, is paying attention to me, paying attention to my body language, paying attention to what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. There's that where that communication ties into. If, if you are a good communicator, you're going to pick up on these things that that person is telling you or saying. When we are doing that, we're picking up yellow flags and sometimes red flags. And then we can ask follow-up questions because when someone expresses something that's going wrong, that is just the surface level. Sometimes they don't even know what is going wrong or what could be better. So when you're asking these follow-up questions because you want to build that relationship and you want to be able to uh, pay attention to the whole person, they will in turn open up a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then, oh, there's the issue right there. We, we have pinpointed the issue, the problem. We can, the, the, the conflict, the disappointment, the frustration. And now we have a place to start. Because a lot of times we, we look at habits and we replace, um, we replace habits with another habit. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to use uh, smoking for one. Uh, we replace smoking with another habit. Um, you know, so if, if someone is trying to quit smoking, what do they have to do? Well, they have to replace that with something else. Some people have an incredible willpower. They just go cold turkey. They made the decision and they never touch it again. But a lot of times we have to replace a habit with another habit or another routine, for instance. And so when you're able to pinpoint those kinds of issues, those, those not so good things in someone's life, we now, can, we now have a starting point to create something better. Because you don't know what you do want until you figure out what you don't want. And sometimes when you figure out what you don't want is when you're truly going deep. When that person across the table is paying attention to your whole being, they want 
what's best for you, of course. So when, when someone is speaking, focus not only on the tone of the words, like I was saying before, but goodness, their, their facial expressions, their body language. Are they, make, give, are they making eye contact with you? When a certain word or a certain person comes up in their words or their speech, notice what happens with their tone or with their facial expressions or even with their body language. Or are, are they crossing their arms? Are they crossing their legs? Are they, are they sheltering in or are, they, are their shoulders back? Are they opening up? Do, is there confidence in their tone? This will open up doors to having a, a, a deeper more meaningful conversation that will lead to developing trust and stronger connections. It really will because you are invested into the person as a whole, not just their problems, their issues, their frustrations. You are recognizing that, hey, I'm here and I'm listening. And I also want us to pay attention to our body language. Sometimes when we're listening to someone, bam, our, our arms are crossed. Or then we also cross our legs like, yep, uh-huh. I Sure. Yeah, I hear you. And then we'll ask a follow-up question. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we also have to watch our body language as well. And sometimes the best way to make someone feel comfortable is to copy their body language. As weird as that sounds, there's, there's like proof, scientific proof behind that, that makes someone feel more comfortable when you are mimicking their body language. It's, it's quite interesting. So yeah, pay attention to the whole person. Pay attention to their body language, what they're saying, and how they're saying is truly going to help you build and deepen that relationship, again, with any relationship. So this, what I'm going through here, really can be applied to anything. Your, your work relationships, your personal relationships, your communal relationships, your church relationships, whatever relationships, whatever relationships you want to improve on or deepen. Ooh. This is good stuff. So another one, I've got, of course, that's good stuff because it's coming out of my mouth. Another good one, remember things that are important to others. My gosh, if you just remembered one important thing to someone and you followed up with that person a couple weeks later, they're going to be flabbergasted. Oh my word, that man listened to what I had to say and he's following up with me. <gasps> he cares. My goodness. For, for once, we would follow up with someone about something they truly are interested in and, and are important. There, yeah, there is no more beautiful sound to our personal ears than the sound of our own name. It's weird. That, that, that might sound weird, but I've read stuff about this. And when people say my name, oh, it feels kind of good. It really does. Remembering people's names is one of the first steps to build a relationship and remembering other important aspects about them just, of course, continues and compounds on that. They will often tell us what is important in their lives, and all we have to do is listen and pay attention. And I'm going to give you a prime example of this. We had an employee come on board with us, uh, I'd say a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And throughout the interview process, this man kept asking what my name was. He kept, oh, I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting. Three days into him being on board. Sorry, what was your name again? Yeah, I, I sorry. I, I just keep forgetting your name. And man, oh man, did it not make me feel good. Not because of the fact that I was the, I was the boss. I was the, the owner of the company. But just as a human being. I'm like, person, guy, I have told you my name at least 60 times. My name's Nate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got it. An hour, sorry. Your name again? 
for like three days straight, this kept happening. And I, I, I felt as tall as a pine cone. And it, it, it did not make me feel good at, at all. And he's no longer with the company. It just didn't work out with him and his schedule. But holy cow, did I not feel valued. Again, this is not coming from a point where, well, Nate, you're supposed to feel valued. You're the owner of the company. No, 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 no. A human being. I am a human being. Please make me just feel valued as a human being. So remembering somebody's name is, gosh, it's crucial. And a lot of people give, give that, uh, that whole speech about, yeah, I'm going to forget your name. If you could just remind me again, sure, that, that's great and all because, you know, memory capacity or whatever that looks like. But if you really want to build a healthy, strong, deepening relationship with someone and you want to be intentional about it, my goodness, remember their name. Remember their name. When, when, we are, when we're speaking about a family member, an event, or even a hobby, and their face lights up, and uh, this, this is kind of, I just completely shifted a gear here in a second gear. Not, we're not talking about their name anymore. We're talking about something that means something in, in, important to them. So when we, when we bring up a family member, an event, or a hobby, and their face lights up, Remember this, like mentally take note of this or something they're doing or something that they want to do. Take note of that. We don't have to remember everything about them. Of course, remember the name. That, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty important. We also want to be able to remember stuff that means something to them, that is important to them. Because on, on their forehead, I, I want you to picture this small phrase, make me feel important. Make that other person feel important. And one of the biggest ways we can do that is by remembering things about them that are important to themselves. Some people, some people are known for building relationships. They keep a very small portfolio, whether that's on a notebook, in, in their phone, on their computer, of important information of these specific individuals so that they will have a written record to go back on and, and keep keep these facts straight or these, this information. Like I tell you one thing, salespeople do a really good job at this. They really, really do. When you're opening up your sales pitch, the first thing that you want to do, of course, you want to humanize that relationship, but you want to find out who they are and something that is important to them. Because when you figure out and find out something that is important to your prospect and you come back a day later or a week later or a month later, and you bring up, Hey, how did your kid's football game football game go? Or how did the state tournament go? Or were you able to find an, a new car? What, whatever the case may be, their face will light up. They're like, oh, he remembers something important about XYZ in my life. And I feel valued, heard, and understood. Sure, it's a tactic. A lot of people, a lot of salespeople will, will use that to get the sale or, or build that relationship or, or acquire that partnership. But a lot of times in the, in the relationships that we are cultivating around us, the ones that we can physically touch within our realm, your four quarters, your family, whatever that looks like to you, remembering something about them that is important will blossom that relationship because again, they're going to feel valued, heard, and understood. So we're about a half hour here. I'm, tr I'm trying to keep these under like 45 minutes or so just because there's so much I want to talk about. Maybe I should start splitting this stuff up. Um, I, I, another one that I've come up with here, I think this is number five, five, four, uh, number five here, is we want to be able to be consistent 
and manage emotions. We really want to be able to do that because people whose mood swings from hot to cold have an extremely difficult time creating meaningful relationships. They are reactive. They are potassium and water. It just explodes or dry ice and water. It's not a good mix. Oil and water, they're reactive. They're, they don't respond. They, they, they listen to react. They don't listen to respond or, or understand. Regardless of how we are feeling, we need to be able to temporarily put feelings aside to fully listen and engage with others that are important in our lives. I'm going to repeat that again because it's so pertinent to every relationship that we have. Regardless of how we, emphasis, emphasis on we, regardless of how we are feeling, we need to put those feelings on hold to be able to fully listen, fully engage, fully understand, fully hear what is important to that other person who's sitting across from the table on the other end of the phone through text messaging, whatever their, whatever platform you guys are talking through. If they're here, this, this is another tip here. If we are ever going through a period in our lives where we are experiencing extremely strong emotions that keep us from being fully present with that other person, your first thing that you should do is let them know. Let them know. Let this individual know what is going on for us rather than pretending to listen because it's something, it's something extreme is happening. Something has it's high priority, high importance in your life. You need to let that other person know, hey man, I, I want to give you my full attention. However, this just happened and I really need to give it my attention. I, I really need to have this thing addressed. Man, that person is going to respect you that much more because first of all, they recognize that, oh, that he wouldn't have given my or she wouldn't have given their full attention to me as I was trying to open up about XYZ or P, whatever the case may be. They will appreciate your openness and your honesty because you're not going to listen to them. You have, you have a high priority item that is in the back of your mind and in the front of you. Like it's just cycling through like, like a movie in your mind, how you're going to react or respond to what just happened in your life. And you will not be able to give that person your full and undivided attention. So if we all just practiced, hey, honey, hey, babe, hey, boss, hey, coworker, I want to be able to give you my full attention. However, this email just came through that I need to respond to or XYZ just happened and it needs my attention. Can we bookmark this? But let's be intentional about it and come back to this. What is a good day and time for you? Or what is a good moment? Can I talk to you in a half hour? Let's be intentional about following up with what that person was coming to you with. But we also have to... <laughs> Rewind, but we also have to make sure that where our emotions are in check, and that we are self and that we are self aware of what is going on in our life, what needs to be a priority, and what we should prioritize. So we also have to be consistent and manage our emotions for that other person to feel heard, valued, and understood. Because if our emotions are not in check or in line or at least um, subdued then we're not going to be able to give our undivided attention to that other person, whether it's your child, spouse, coworker, boss, employer, whatever the case may be. So let's let us be consistent and manage our emotions. 
I've got one more here and then we'll wrap it up. So another one here is being open and share when the time is right. Of course, this goes back to being able to become a great listener, you know, asking the right questions, listen to understand, not listen to respond. So these all kind of tie along with each other. And when we are open and when we are able to share when the time is right, things tend to flow a little bit better. We all know people in our lives who tell us their whole life story in the first five minutes of meeting us. Totally oblivious to the fact that we likely have absolutely no interest in, hear in hearing it. So if we want to build strong relationships, we need to be able to pace ourselves and share when it's appropriate and at a level that is consistent with the depth of the relationship. For instance, I will not meet someone today and be like, hey, I want to become best friends with you. Here's my skeletons in my closet. Here is my trauma. Here is my brokenness. Want to be friends? Like that, that's not how that works. Relationships, solid, trusting, foundational relationships take this time. They take intentionality. They take so much. They, 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 they really do. Um, they take effort. They take action. It's, gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's simple as that. They take action. They, they, they really do. So to be able to build these strong relationships, let's pace ourselves. And even on top of that, yeah, even on top of that, that just came to mind as well. When we are sharing information, let us be able to present. And this, of course, goes for, this could be exciting information. This could be scary information. Um, let us be able to pace that as well. Let us be able to be aware of time and place. That's always a big one. Heck yeah, that's always a big one. The, the Time and place. Let us be aware of our surroundings. Let us make sure that we're not having uh, meaningful conversations that little ears might hear that shouldn't or the people that shouldn't just because they want gossip material. Ooh, that's a good one too. When we're building relationships, we are talking about the people that are in that relationship. We are not talking about someone else, gossiping about someone else. We are not talking about groups of someone else or organizations. Like gossiping gets nowhere. It's, it doesn't get you, it really doesn't get you anywhere. If you, if you really want to build yourself and really help yourself, focus on what you can control. Focus on you, of course, first and foremost. Focus on the relationships you want to deepen and develop. If there is situations or problems or opportunities that arise and you're seeking advice, you're seeking counsel, you're seeking mentorship, or you're seeking help, yeah, absolutely. You know, bring people into your life that you believe is going to help you in that regard and not jump on the gossip train. You want to be able to have these people in your life that you can go to. And I really hope you do. I, I really, really hope that you have people in your life that kind of follow what I'm talking about here. And you're like, yep, this person qualifies as a really deep relationship, as, as an intimate relationship, as one of my four quarters. That, again, that whole concept was, I want four quarters, then a hundred pennies. I want four solid, intimate relationships, then 100 superficial relationships. That's, that's more of an eclectic group, right? Because I, I, I want to be able to reach out. I, I, I want to be able to seek help where needed. And I also want to be able to seek, uh, give counsel or, or give advice. 
So when we are when we are opening and sharing about information, I really hope we are opening and sharing about ourselves. Unless we are seeking help, unless we are seeking guidance or mentorship. So when possible, let us be able to share a situation from our own experience to be able to show that you can relate to that other person, but never so that it it, it will overshadow or competes with their experience. We don't want to compete friendships. We don't, we don't want to be able to say, yeah, well, I had it worse and here's why I had it worse. No, 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 no. That doesn't build friendships. That builds walls because you just told that person, my situation is more severe and requires more attention than yours. I'm better than you because my, I had a worse relationship. I had a worse situation, whatever that looks like. We're not competing for things. We're again, we're listening to understand, we're seeking information. We want to build the relationship, not build walls. We're, yeah, we're tearing down walls, not building relationships. And of course, when we are doing this, it's going to require empathy and sensitivity to their feelings. Man, how did that make you feel? You know, what, what, is, what is an area where, where you could have changed the outcome? What if, what if something good happened from that? You know, again, we're going back to that asking questions. Number two, asking, asking the right questions, of course, not when, when it's an intimate moment and they're really opening up and you're like, do you want to go get ice cream? Or I get, ooh, I want to get ice cream. No, if that is a great question, if you want to continue the conversation in a different environment. However, yeah, just asking the right questions, asking the right questions. Is it contextual? Does it make sense? Is it going to help them? So on and so forth. So you want to be able to be empathetic towards them and have, and have a, a sensitivity to their feelings. Again, make them feel heard, valued, and understood. And can kind of tie all of that in here. I'm going to close with this. When we are building relationships, we also have to be self-aware. We, we have to recognize what kind of relationships do we want? What do I want to give in this relationship? What do I want to be able to receive from this relationship? People who build great relationships, they, they feel good about who they are. And they always want to look for positive in this world. They, they genuinely want the best for others and want them to succeed because they themselves want the best for themselves and want themselves to succeed. The energy of people who are comfortable in their skin, who are upbeat, who, who are positive, and they just create an atmosphere of, of good. We want to be around those people. At the same time, people want to be around us if we are that person. We, we, we want to be able to be, be self-confident, not cocky. There's a difference, confident. I, I, I want to be confident with who I am. I don't necessarily want to have all my ducks in the row, because that's going to take some time. I may have these ducks in a row in this area of my life. But in this area of my life, the ducks are, they're still waddling in the water. One's sleeping, one's flying. Actually, they're not ducks, they're squirrels at a rave party. So it's, it's you, you don't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily have everything in your life in order and perfect and beautiful. We are humans. I feel part of the human condition is always always building, always trying to be better, always trying to um, tweak or, or fix or, oh, what's another one? Repair, rebuild. Because there's always something that's, going to not, that, that's not going to be in alignment. 
And so we have to tweak that. We have to build upon that. We have to shift. And so this whole self being self-aware in regards to wanting to build better relationships, I want us to understand when going into, when we want to go into wanting to build a relationship, words, we know what we want from that relationship and we know what we want to be able to give in that relationship. Just an idea. We want to be able to go into a relationship wanting to love the relationship and use things and use money. You know, we don't want to go into a relationship to use that person. Utilize, sure, use their strengths. Use their strong their strong suits about them. Use their wisdom. We don't want to go into a relationship and use them. Gosh, that's so that's so caustic. That's so toxic. That's what a narcissist is. And I'm sure a lot of you on this on this podcast know what a narcissist is. And I say that because this is a self-improvement podcast. You have recognized your need for improvement. You have recognized your need to grow and want and build and yearn and develop yourself into a better human being, a better individual. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than certain that I want to say at least 80%, maybe 70% of us have gone through a relationship or a slew of relationships, whether that's work or your personal, your career, your professional, whatever that looks like, and know of someone who was a narcissist. All they want to do is use. All they want to do is, is suck the life out of you. They, they, they want to use you as their puppet. They are the puppeteer. You, you are the puppet. And so being self-aware recognizes that, hey, I'm going to go into this relationship and give this. And I hope to receive this. Sometimes you can be open and honest about that. I just had a conversation with a, with a, a friend of mine. And I told him, hey, I want to be intentional about this relationship. Because it takes intentionality to build relationships. And this is, what, this is what I'm looking from this relationship. And then I explained to him what I was looking for. And it opened up an incredible door. And he goes, dude, no way. This is what I'm looking for in this relationship. And my gosh, we've got a better relationship because of that. Because we are now, because we're open. We're, we're Number six there, we're open and we are able to share what and why, where, who, what, how all the W's and H's of, of this is where I want this relationship to go or could potentially go, but this is where I want it to begin. And this is what I have to offer. And then they can be like, no way, this is what I have to offer. And then you can build on, upon that. You can add brick by brick, throw a little mortar in there, add another brick and just continue to build that relationship because building relationships takes intentionality. Again, you have to want to build a relationship with someone. You have to want to build a better relationship with your spouse, with your significant other. You have to want to build a relationship with your kids. When you get married or when you have kids, it is a priority and a responsibility for you to do that. Some go through their entire life and, and probably not even know what their kids' favorite color is, for goodness sakes, or what they're most interested in, or even their spouse, their soulmate, their their um, their, their Bonnie Taylor Clyde. Like they don't know that other person. They became roommates. And that's a whole nother topic. That is a whole nother topic. So yeah, I wanted to bring this up because I, I had in episode number nine, way back in the day in circa 2020, about talking about relationships. Do you have time for your relationships? Are you making them a priority? What, are, what actions are you taking in the time that you are given to build those relationships? 
So with all that being said, I really hope you're able to take something out of today's episode because we need people. People need people. Um, we are, we're all going through life. We all have our ups. We all have our downs. And when we're able to find people we can relate to, when we're able to find and attract people who make us feel heard, valued, and understood, and when we're able to make people feel heard, valued, and understood, it just builds a beautiful relationship. Relationships flourish and blossom when that arises. Yes, relationships are amazing. They, 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 they help the world go around. They help build better homes. They help build better families. They help build better neighborhoods. They help build better communities. They help build better organizations. And I really hope, again, I really hope you're able to take something out of this today. My friend, let me know what you think about this episode or what you think about the, the podcast in general. I know one thing I want to audit myself on is sometimes I talk fast because I get excited. Passion is a core value of mine. It, it really is. My core values are gratitude, empathy, passion, growth, and communication. So passion. When I get passionate about something, I get excited. And when I get excited, I talk fast. I go through these, I go through these episodes and I listen to them and I tweak myself on what could I improve on, what could get better. And I notice sometimes I talk fast. So I apologize. Thank you for your understanding in this because I'm, I, get, I get passionate about XYZ and then I get excited and then words fly. Anyway, I really hope you're able to give me some kind of feedback, whether it's in the comments on the platform that you're listening to. I know the, this, this podcast is on quite a few Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. It's kind of all over the board. But let me know what you think. You can always leave a comment. You can always reach out to me at info at natelooked, L-U-C-H-T.com, or you can just jump on the website there, natelooked.com, and leave a message, a request, a comment, or if you just want to talk over Skype, uh, Zoom, over the phone, let me know. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. With all that being said, my friend, I really hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Rest of your day. Keep building those relationships. Be intentional about the people in your life. Be intentional about the ones you are closest with. Keep going. Keep pressing, my friend. You are doing amazing. 